What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I'm Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Hey, y'all. Now, um, again, we always appreciate everybody for riding with us, for listening to the podcast, for leaving comments. Shout to Tammy Roman and her husband, Reggie Youngblood. Not her husband. Oh, uh, Remember she said that uh, she boyfriend? didn't necessarily want to get married? Her boyfriend. Her boyfriend. Her boyfriend, Reggie Youngblood, for joining us last week. Had a great conversation. If you missed it, you can always hit up the uh, Spotify, SoundCloud. iTunes. SoundCloud, YouTube, and definitely check out the interview, all right? And also, merchandise. Yes, the Casey Crew merchandise. A lot of you people, I said a lot of you people, a lot of everybody out there that supports <laughs> us has been getting the merchandise and we appreciate it. The Casey Crew socks, the Casey Crew hats, the t-shirts, the mugs, the wine glasses. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, just hit up the uh, website, thecaseycrew.com and get your cool merchandise. It's, it's pretty cool, man. It's just some cool stuff that, that we use and it's just stuff that we get out there that people can support us and have merchandise like us. Right? I agree. Okay. All right. Now, this week, we said that um, for the last two weeks, we haven't done the email of the week. Yes. And people have been hitting us like crazy. Yeah. Uh, And we said, all right, we're going to just dedicate an episode straight to emails. Straight to emails. Straight to emails? Straight to emails. Straight to emails? You know what I mean. Completely to emails. They know what I meant. Okay, I didn't. I had to to process it for a second. Well, you got it. Okay, I got it now. Now, um, I'm glad Gia put down the McDonald's french fries. (laughs) Why do you always have to put me on blast? I'm just telling you, like, you're disrespectful. You know I'm on a diet. I'm trying to get my summer body right. And you're just going to come here. It's 12 pounds, right? And you're going to come here with the McDonald's french fries. (laughs) I'm doing everything in my power not to chew in the mic. And you just had to put me out there like that. It's okay, though. All right. So we're going to read your emails. You can always email us, thecaseycrew at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-E, caseycrew at gmail.com. Now, we're still broadcasting from the crib. And what we're going to do is we're going to set up a phone system in the crib where we'll, we'll devote an hour a week when we tape the podcast and we'll actually take your calls live so that's going to be pretty dope we just haven't worked out the kinks yet but we're going to be doing that pretty soon so you can actually call us ask your questions we'll put you on the podcast answer your questions and that's going to be dope wait what do you mean an hour a week so we'll dedicate an hour a week one hour a week, a week mm-hmm, to where, phone calls yeah well people, so wait this is just your brainchild you haven't even told me anything about this surprise <laughs> How you gonna tell bought, the people? How I, am I learning at the same time as the people? Well, I thought it'd be pretty dope. I, I bought a phone system. You're just gonna, you're gonna inform me right now. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. And uh, instead of people emailing us, they can email as well. Mm-hmm. But they, we can also take phone calls, so we can actually talk to the people. You know how sometimes you read an email and you just want some more information. A little bit more info. Yeah, we can get that information. So wait, let me be clear. Is it going to be a separate show that no, you're proposing no, no, no. that we do? It's gonna be part of instead of email of the week, it'll be question of the week. So it could be an email, it could be a phone call. No, 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 because what you just said was that we're going to dedicate an hour to phone calls. No, meaning that there's going to be a specific hour each week where people will be able to call us. It won't be a full hour phone call. You're not being clear. You said a specific hour each week where people can make phone calls. Well, you know what I mean. No, I don't know what you mean. That's actually what I'm trying to gain clarification. There will be a specific hour. One full hour. One full hour a week where we'll take phone calls and some of the best phone calls we'll put on our podcast. See, that's not what you said. So we are going to... So then, wait, then it won't be live. No, it won't be live. You said live! 
Wait, well, dude. The, no. <laughs> the calls will be live, meaning people will call, will talk to them no, live. No, they won't be live. They'll be actual, real, authentic phone calls, but they won't be live. Live insinuates Listen. that it is happening in real no, time. Live to tape. That means we will be taping it live. <laughs> it's not live. That's to such tape a on our podcast. Live to tape does not exist. Yo. I'm just saying because, dude, if I'm Are like you the, with me to, to if speak? I'm your other half and I don't understand, I know that they don't understand. They, the motherfuckers understand. They, they didn't understand. They, believe me, they, know. they didn't understand. They listen to me on the Breakfast Club. No, like, they understand that. <laughs> that's the only way to translate what you say. All right, so let's get to these emails. We're gonna try to get through as many of them as we can. And hold on, people. I just want to let you know that this guy right here is very, very prepared for this episode. Usually, he reads the emails off of his phone. Right now, he has printouts of your emails that that he's been thumbing through, preparing for this. He hasn't shared them with me, so I don't know what we're gonna talk about. But I'm very proud of you. Look at you with your printouts. Now, a bunch of emails. So let's let's get to the first one. All right. Uh, her name is Alexis. Hello, Gia and Envy. I want to first start off by saying I love your podcast. The relationship between the two of you is amazing. Your podcast gives me life, and I think you two are perfect for giving me advice on this topic since you two got married young. Now, I am 23 years old, and I have been in a relationship. Uh-oh. Your papers are out of order. Yeah, the papers are out See, of I order. just gave you all these kudos about being prepared, and look at you. Damn it. Oh, no, no. I got it. I got it. I'm sorry. Oh, damn, they're out of order. See. Oh, no, they... I take back my compliment. Wait, let me see. Damn it, man. Oh, I got it, I got it, I got it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am 23 years old, uh-huh. and I have been in a relationship for three years with my boyfriend, who is one year younger than me. Our relationship is as good as it can get. He is extremely respect and respectful and loving. <clears throat> Our families love us together. For the last two years, he and I have been talking about marriage and kids almost all the time. We know that marriage is a huge commitment and we both feel as though we are ready to take the next step in our relationship. The issue is that our families think we should wait three or four more years to do so just to make sure everything is good. Mm. Now, I live in a two bedroom apartment in Jamaica, Queens with my mom and he lives at home with his parents in Laurelton. Oh, they from Queens. Yeah. Laurelton it, is the next town over from the town that I lived in, mm-hmm. in Queens. Now his parents are currently going through a bitter separation after 30 years of marriage and three kids. So he doesn't want to leave home not knowing how his stay-at-home mom is going to support his younger siblings and if his parents are going to get go through with a divorce. What should I do? What do you think? So she's asking if they should get married young at a young age she's 23 he's 22 mm-hmm. but is that her I don't I don't hear a specific question she wants to know uh, about getting married young how is getting married young and should they get married young I'm gonna let you go first because okay. I'm actually interested in what your thoughts are on that considering that we got married so young all right well Married young is a very difficult task. Reason being is I I feel like sometimes you're not grown up and you didn't necessarily live life if you wanted to get that out your system. A lot of people feel like they have living to do. For us getting married, I think it was a a magnificent, wonderful thing. Magnificent. Yeah, magnificent, wonderful thing. (laughs) Reason being is I always say that you are my soulmate. Hmm. You know, you are the person Aww. that I feel that was put on this earth for me. You know, my ins, my outs, everything, you know, my good, my bad. You know what ticks me off. You know what makes me happy. You know everything about me and you support me regardless. You love me to death 
and you will do anything for me. And I always think if I didn't get married at the age that we got married, or let's say we <clears throat> didn't continue our relationship, I would have lost that. I would have lost you. And I don't know what would have been out there for me. What you do you know? mean? I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know who I would have been stuck with. I mean, I'm stuck a, with. I might have been stuck with a, a big Bertha from you know Harlem. I don't know. Whoa! But you know, I, I really think that getting married at a young age, even though we went through a lot, we went through ups and downs. I wasn't uh, uh, the type of man that was married. Married marriage think, material. Yeah, marriage material. I just wasn't grown. I wasn't. I, I didn't respect myself I didn't necessarily know what love was it was just an idea that I thought but I knew you were the one so for me I say getting married young is a great thing if you're really with that person and you guys are really into each other and really really understand what marriage is if you guys really understand what love is if you guys really understand what commitment is if you guys are really honestly truly open you know in our relationship now we are honestly truly open with everything you know we talk about everything whether it's the good the bad the ugly which I think puts us in a better place than we were ever before you know I I think at the age of 22 23 I wasn't capable of being that individual I just didn't know how to be that individual but let me ask you this and for the record we got married when I was 22 and Rashawn was 23 Mm -hmm. if an outsider asked you at that age are you ready to get married? Do you have the maturity? Um, are you ready to make the sacrifices? Are you set up enough mentally? And are you able to set up your home well enough? Wouldn't you have answered yes? Didn't yes. you think right, but that I, you had all of the tools? No, but I didn't think because I never questioned it. What do you mean? I never thought about it. I never sat back and said, do I have these tools? Am I this person? I was just more like, yeah, babe, let's, I love you. Let's get fucking married. You know, mm-hmm. let's go buy a fucking house. Mm-hmm. Let's go buy some fucking cars. Let's have kids. That's who I was. It, it wasn't, I wasn't responsible. I was just like, let's do it and see what happens, which is not a great thing. Like, I didn't get that from you, though. I didn't get, let's do it and see what happens. What I remember about you was that you always had these ideals mm-hmm. ever since we first started dating and I have every single letter Mm -hmm. that you wrote to me in high school and I know you have every letter that I wrote to you in high school and I remember in these letters you talked about all of the future plans and what you wanted to do Mm -hmm. professionally where you wanted to end up the fact that you want as a matter of fact your project you had a project that you had to do and your mother still has it Mm -hmm. and you predicted damn near our whole lives you said that you wanted to get married at Mm -hmm. about 22 or 23 you said that you wanted to have two children and we did initially you said that you wanted to buy a house and move to Jersey and you know you wanted to go to school down south and you had all of these ideals and I remember when we were in college while we were still dating you sat me down one day and you said, you know, I just want to get a house. I want to have the white picket fence. I want to get a small, cute dog. I want to have two kids. I feel as though you had this picturesque image of what marriage was and what your perfect life would look like. I did. And I felt as though you always chased that. And I think that's why you prefer 
proposed so quickly after we graduated from high school and why, excuse me, from college and why we started a family so quickly. I think it was really on you because I knew that you were the one. Mm -hmm. I knew that I loved you. I always saw you in my future, but I wasn't necessarily thinking marriage. I was thinking we just graduated. Now I want to chase my career. Correct. Now I want to further my education. I want to do other things to set myself up. And I was thinking more so like team and you were thinking more so like perfect life. Right. You know, let's get married and let's have this storybook fairy tale ending and you proposed I was happy of course I obliged I wanted to marry you but when I stop and I think neither of us really lived apart from each other at all right we went to college in the same state 15 minutes away from one another we lived together for the second leg of college so the last two years we mm -hmm. lived together as soon as we graduated there was only about maybe a year in between and then we got married and we've been together ever since so we've never had our own separate lives apart from one another right so when I think about young people getting married so early my concern is that you think that you have all of your ducks in a row. Right. You are so head over heels in love with somebody and all you can think about is that person and your future with that person. But then life comes and slaps you in the face and either the relationship or life takes downfalls and you're not ready to handle them or other things start grabbing your attention, whether it be other men or other women or opportunities or, you know, you may have a chance to take a job across the country and right. then you have something that's holding you back. And I'm not describing marriage as a shackle, but it is kind of inhibiting because you have these constraints. You have a commitment to somebody and you have to you're supposed to honor that commitment first. Right. So. My idea is that ideally a young person would wait and live a little and I don't want to be cliche and say find themselves, but really understand themselves. I know females in their 30s that still don't know themselves, that still don't know what they want, that are still focused on making other people happy before they make themselves happy. Right. So I do think that there are the benefits to getting your life in order on your own while still having a companion and then coming together as two mature, self-sufficient people when you're ready. And realistically, there's no rush. Now, there were benefits. I'm so glad that we had our first two children earlier on. Right. Because I feel as though we grew with them. Absolutely. And... Now, Madison is 15, Logan's 13, and they're just things that we can do with them. There's ways that we can relate to them. We had so much energy with them. We still have so much energy with them. And we're going to be very young parents. When they're in their 20s, we're still going to be very young. Correct. So I love that. And we were lucky in the sense that we were able to muscle our way through all of our problems right. and end up in the place that we are now. But you know, a lot of people, it's it's very difficult to 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 actually go through their problems and and really talk it out and fight it out. 
that you know but you know like i said having kids and having <clears throat> and being married early was the best thing because mm-hmm. it was good and it was bad it was good because you were my soulmate it was bad because I grew up in our marriage. It's not like I grew up and then said, okay, yes. Right. We grew up through it. It's kind of like a kid that has nobody and and is basically just trying to figure it out on its own. Mm -hmm. That's what we basically did. Mm -hmm. So to to answer the question, what do you suggest? You say live a little, try a little more, maybe take a couple of years and just experience life. I really do think that there is no universal answer. I do think that it's a case-by-case analysis that would have to be done in order to really advise somebody. Because I do think that there can be young people that were suitable for it. I was suitable for it. Right. I was fine getting married. I'm, I'm I'm a one person type of girl. Right. You know, like I literally only have eyes for you. And I've only had eyes for you the entire time that we've been together. Not to say that, you know, I haven't looked or noticed. No, 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 no. Just noticed. But ultimately, I I wasn't, I'm not cheating material. Right. You know, I would have never cheated on you or done you dirty. At 22, I was able to commit to our relationship, to commit to our marriage and be perfectly happy raising children and creating our family and wanting to grow old with you. I was mature enough for that. Right. But most people, male and fe- males and females, it, that's difficult to come by. So I'm not right. saying that this couple isn't capable, both of them. Maybe they are. And it seems as though they're seeing hearts floating around them. So that can be the case. I just wouldn't want to see them in a situation where everything is amazing right now and then reality kicks in and things and the devil starts to try to pull them apart and you know negativity inserts itself in their relationship and they don't have the wherewithal to deal with it right and then they wind up getting divorced at 30 and you have two children and then you know now you're a single mother and he's you know a single father and it just it makes it a lot more complicated I think it's best if I had to give general advice I would say it's best to wait a little while and make sure that you have everything that it takes to sustain a marriage okay all right. Well, that's some great advice. We go. We gonna run through them. All okay. Right? Good luck, guys. Well, no, we don't. We can't run through. No, anything. no, no. We're just gonna read more and more. Email. Usually, we get through one email. We're gonna get through a couple. Okay, today. we're gonna go, but I don't want to rush anything. No, we ain't gotta rush. Okay. Good. Now, uh, Dondrell is this person's name. Hey, Casey Crew. I just wanted to start off by saying I absolutely love you guys' podcast and enjoy listening every week. I'm 25. I've been with my girl for six years and been married and living with her for the past four years. We are madly in love and enjoy being around with each other, just as you two describe. The only problem is when we decide to have sex is good and everything. But the problem is I ejaculate too fast. (laughs) Sometimes I only last. Don't laugh at him. He's listening. Hold on one second. Turn around. What? What? Who is that? Madison. Madison, we taping a podcast. You got to get out. Got to get out. But you know that. Why are you sticking your little hand in here? Go. You know where the money is. You know where the money is. Go get it. Go. 
All right, back to the podcast. Um, I wonder if you heard that Jack Lee fast. That's what I was just thinking. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, he said the sex life is good, but the problem is I ejaculate fast. Sometimes I only last five minutes, or even worse, sometimes three minutes. She hasn't said anything about it yet. I know deep down inside she is frustrated. Can you guys please help? Thanks in advance, Don Drell. <laughs> Don Drell. He gave his real name. That's what he says. D-O-N-D-R-E-L. That's not a fake name. No, no one's going to just come up with Don Drell. No. <laughs> okay. Not at all. You're a brave man, Don Drell. Well, let me tell you, Don Drell. Uh, since we're always honest, I had that problem early on in our relationship where I would come pretty fast. Only early on? Shut up. You said that we were going to be honest. I, I've had it a couple of times. <laughs> so what I used to do is, and this is going to sound nasty or disgusting, and this might not be the best thing, but I used to think of the the ugliest, and I know you hate that word. Come on, Sean. But I would think of the ugliest, nastiest person that I could think of. And I would think of that when we're having sex. Awesome. So that right before I would, right before I'm about to come, when I think of that, it kind of <laughs> brings me back a little bit. And I know it sounds crazy, Dondrell, but it works. You think of something that's unattractive to you, something that you don't like, and you think about that when you're having sex. And I guarantee. <laughs> It will take the coming out of you. Like you will not come. You will pull back. You might even get like just a little soft just for a little bit. And then when that happens, you concentrate on your spouse again. And then you you load up, you load up again. And then if it's two more minutes later and you're about to think of that nastiness again. That nastiness? Well, that nasty, the nasty thought that you think of that's, that's unattractive. Nasty, that's going to make sure that you don't come. It works. Okay. What do you suggest? Let me hear this. What do you suggest? I think that and again, we're not, you know, um, sex therapists, but it works for me. But my, my thought is that you take your time during the sexual process. And when you feel yourself being built up and you're getting closer to that point, I would suggest that you pull out and then engage in something else like kissing her touching her, maybe going down on her or something like that to kind of take the edge off of you while still keeping it very sexy and intimate. And then you can begin intercourse again. And then when you feel yourself getting to that point, take it out again and then do other things and keep it very sensual. As the recipient of that, as a woman, that feels amazing because A lot of times, I think that men typically rush through sex and they don't, they're not as sensual as women sometimes want it. Okay. You know, it's like, okay, we're having intercourse, you know, whatever your tempo is, whether it's fast or slow, it's like the only thing in a lot of people's minds are the end game. You know, Mm -hmm. but it's so nice when you've really taken the entire experience and you pay attention to the way things feel Mm -hmm. and, you know, the sounds and everything that makes it special. Absolutely. Um, And I think that that through through doing that, I think that you might be able to train yourself to put off the ejaculation and prolong the sexual process. If that doesn't work for you or if it's not helpful, what you can do is make sure that she has an orgasm first. You can go down on her before you guys have sex. 
But that's not going to work through and through for the long haul because women want to experience having orgasms different ways through oral sex, through intercourse. So you're going to have to figure that out. But as a nice little buffer, you can do that to make sure that she's thoroughly satisfied before the whole sexual experience ends. And then after she had her orgasm, you can you know, continue to have sex and to a point where you're pleased, but train yourself during the process. Right. I was king of making you reach orgasm first. Mm-hmm. And that way, if I come fast, it's okay because right, you already got yours. Yeah, I'm out of the way. Because there's, there was a, there's been a lot of times in the past, in the past, 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 <laughs> that I would come fast uh-huh. and then it's lights out. Right. And then you would be pissed off. Oh, my gosh. Right. So Beyond. What Gia said We've is, been through everything. What Gia said is absolutely positively right. Like I said, either you think of something that's unattractive, ugly, and that you don't like, which uh, uh, stop you from coming. Let's or, just say unattractive. Can you stop using that word, honestly? It makes me cringe. What? Ugly? Yeah. I, I just come on, Rashad. I don't want to say ugly anymore. Just You can just say unattractive. I, that I, means I, it's not attractive to you, and that can be interpreted. All right. That's I'll stop fine. saying ugly. Okay. All right. Play with me if you want. I'm just joking. All right. I'll take these headphones off. But, no, look. But what she said as well, like, you know, if you get to that point, pull out and then start foreplaying, start kissing, you know, licking her toes, licking her nipples, get to parts of the body that she you necessarily don't concentrate on. And then once you calm down a little bit, then you go back in. And what you might realize is you may like that and that might actually improve your entire sexual experience where you realize that this this hindrance and you trying to remedy it has actually turned into a little gift for you. Because right. I like that. I like when it's like totally sexy and mm-hmm. sensual and intimate and hands are here and there and you know and whatnot. Just don't go for the gusto. What's his right. name again? Uh, Dondra. Don't go for the gusto, Dondrell. All right. And this portion of the Casey Crew was brought to you by Bevel. Now, you heard about the signature fade with the bevel blade, but what about a trim? Now, every time I use my bevel blade, my face is so smooth. I mean, smooth. My wife just likes to rub my face under my neck. My wife loves it. It gets us in the mood. Then bang, another baby. <laughs> no more babies. No more babies. No more babies. Now, <laughs> I don't care how smooth your skin is. Now go to getbevel.com slash Casey today. And for a limited time, when you buy the bevel trimmer, you'll get the first month of the shaving system for free. That's getbevel.com slash Casey. Next email. Ready? I'm ready. Oh, man. What does it mean when she says, I don't love you anymore? <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Okay. Hey, listen, let's listen. Wait, who's this from? It's, it's it, not, not available. No name. Okay. It says, what does it mean when a girl says, I don't love you anymore? When you have been nothing but loyal and been by her side through everything. Aww. Yes, I have made mistakes such as lie to her and hide things. <laughs> that means you weren't 100% loyal, bro. <laughs> okay. But, but that was when I was very immature and didn't understand what I was doing to her. But I have never cheated or even looked at another woman the way that I look at her. The way. The way. The way. He got he got good word games. Yes, he good words. <laughs> I have taken responsibility for my mistakes and uh, took on my punishment like a man. 
So the point is, I haven't been perfect, but I have been nothing but love and care for her and always put her first. Does this mean she is seeing someone else or what? I don't understand what I have done for her not to love me. Please, I know you get thousands of emails a week, but I really need help. I need to understand so I can do what is appropriate. Uh, what do I have to do to win her back? If you can't talk about this on air, I understand. But can you please reply or help me with advice? I would deeply appreciate it. Thank you for your time, MV and Gia, by the way. I love your show. Oh, thank you. Okay, well, the first thing you have to do is you have to admit to your wrongdoings. Mm -hmm. You can't say I'm wrong, but right. I don't look at any other girl the way that I look you gotta at you. You got to take it on the chin. You got to take it on the chin. Mm -hmm. That's what I, I, you know, I'm not a female, but if I was, I would think that that's the first thing you have to do. You have to be honest and admit what you did was wrong. I mean, even as a male, if I wronged you or if I stepped out on you mm -hmm. or if I was hiding things or getting caught in lies, even with you being a man, you would want me to own up to it and be honest Absolutely. and tell you all of my indiscretions. I think that's the first thing. Once you be honest, I think then she'll open the conversation up and being able to maybe trust you and look at you a little different right now. Mm -hmm. I think right now she's not looking at you like your boyfriend or you know or your spouse I think she's more looking at you like an enemy right mm -hmm. and I think until she gets that enemy thought out of her head she probably won't love you she probably won't look at you the same she has to get you have to be honest with that what do you think um, I think that her telling him that she doesn't love him is obviously one of two things either everything that he did accumulated and it got her to a point where she honestly does not love him anymore mm -hmm. or she's so hurt that she's using those words to hurt him back mm. so if I were him I would prepare myself for either of those two realities and with that preparation comes him like you said being honest and fessing up to all of his indiscretions because what winds up happening is if you're sitting across a bed or a table or a couch from somebody who is telling you half truths, mm -hmm. they don't realize how transparent that they are. And you're sitting there as a recipient of this information, weighing and gauging the words that are coming out of their mouth. Right. And whether it's consciously or subconsciously, you are sitting there thinking to yourself that you really don't trust this person because you don't know right. that what they're telling you is a whole truth. Gotcha. So that feeds into the distrust. But a lot of times, and we went through this, mm -hmm. based on the severity of the truths that are being told to you, in other words, if someone is coming at you carte blanche and they are telling you the complete truth and it's horrible and hideous and painful, as a recipient of that information, you're sitting there like, wow, this person is really coming at me 100%. Like nobody in their right mind would tell this kind of truth unless they're being completely truthful. You don't second guess the information that's coming your way because it's so harsh. You know, so if, basically what I'm saying is 
If he comes at her and he says, you know what? Yes, I did hide that text. I did hide that email. I really was here when I was supposed to be there. I really did sleep with this girl or I really did take that phone call in the garage when, you know, you were walking around the house looking for me. Whatever it is, she doesn't have to weigh whether it's a half truth because it's so honest. And then that opens her mind up to that person it opens her mind up to her boyfriend because she realizes that he's being honest and even though she may detest him at the time there's a certain amount of appreciation and I'm just gauging this from my experience Mm -hmm. that he's being honest with me and it I'm hurt right now but this can be a start to rebuilding absolutely because now I know everything he's not hiding anything from me anymore and then he can take that opportunity to start to build to be sweet to be loving to show his loyalty to show his trustworthiness but that's a long road rebuilding like once you once you hack something down it takes a lot to rebuild right so he just has to be patient I to see th- if he can get her love back I also think with, with most men and I'm gonna break guy code a little bit I think most men try to avoid avoid arguments by just ignoring it and if the if the woman or girl says okay they just keep it moving knowing that there's still a problem and that leaves holes in the relationship holes and even though it might seem like it's okay then and there two days later that hole opens back up and then it's a bigger problem whether she says something about it or not right it just may open up in her mind absolutely and that might have her you know in the mall at a restaurant walking down the street and taking somebody else's telephone number right you want to stitch up all of those holes absolutely and you want to make them right because if her telling you that she doesn't love you is hurtful to you god only knows what her next step is right and you'll be none the wiser all right all right well good luck he didn't leave his name but good luck now um here's another email it's from anonymous hey guys i love your podcast and i love your beautiful family thank you (laughs) Please don't use my name, thanks. Well, you didn't give your name. Uh, I've been married for 12 years. We don't have any children. I've had three atopic pregnancies. I no longer have my tubes. So LVF, what's that? I don't know. Okay. L, is it IVF? Oh, that is an I. So Mm -hmm. IVF is our only option, which is very expensive. It took us four years to come up with the money. Three years ago, we did IVF, but my eggs didn't fertilize. Mm -hmm. I was very depressed. Everyone we knew was getting pregnant around us. I cried every day for a year. I gained weight. I felt like I was robbing my husband and told him Mm -hmm. he should find someone else. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's sad. It took me three years to feel better about the situation. I'm losing weight now. Now we are trying to save money for us to do IVF again, but we aren't sure. It could ruin our marriage if it doesn't work again. I know everyone says just adopt. Even my husband wants to adopt. He really wants to start a family. We're in our early 30s, but I feel like if we adopt, I would look like less of a mother next to someone who birthed their own children. And I always feel like I robbed my husband from having kids of his own. Should I not care what others would think of me? I just don't want to look desperate like I couldn't have my own, so I need to adopt. Oh, she's worried about her image afterwards. Yeah, so you want to start me? I'll start. No, I'll start because I just want to um, clarify some of the terms that she used. Okay. Um, She referred to an ectoptic pregnancy 
And uh, that is when you become pregnant. So the egg is fertilized, but it begins to grow and develop in the fallopian tubes. Mm -hmm. And that is not the place in the woman's reproductive system where the egg is supposed to grow and develop. Mm -hmm. And it can be very, very, very dangerous. I have a friend who, in the middle of the night, woke up and she was in a tremendous amount of pain and she passed out on her bathroom floor Mm -hmm. and it's because her tube busted and she did not even know that she was pregnant. Come to find out, she was pregnant and she had to have her tube removed. So I believe she said that she had to have her tubes removed, Mm -hmm. meaning two. Um, So that's the reason why she's not fertile anymore. But she still produces eggs. So... She's going through IVF, which is um, a way that women go through to to become pregnant. It's a fertilization. Um, it's a way about fertilize, you know, being fertilized. Mm-hmm. And she said that it wasn't successful. That is very, very difficult. I know quite a few women that have gone through it and it failed. I know a lot of success stories as well, mm-hmm. but. It's very hard when you and it can be painful. It's very it's a very involved process. There's needles and mm-hmm. doctor visits and there's so much hope right. and expectation involved with IVF and um, in vitro fertilization. Um, there's so many expectations associated with it and trying naturally hadn't worked out and then you put all of your hopes and dreams into this process and when that doesn't pan out it can be a very difficult pill to swallow Mm -hmm. so I think that being that the first time that she went through it it failed I absolutely think that she should go through it again Mm -hmm. there are people that go through it one two three four times before it's successful so she should know that I'm sure that she already does I think the main problem is the fear of it not working again how it's going to affect her relationship how to move on and have a child afterwards and depending on the route that she takes to have that child What would be her image? How will people perceive her? How will her husband perceive her? I think that her husband would probably just be happy to have a child. It seems like he just wants to move on and have a family. But if she doesn't feel comfortable with adopting, Mm -hmm. then that is her feeling. And she has a right to have that feeling. If she wants it to be her own physical child, her own biological child, Mm -hmm. she can have a surrogate. Right. So she can have her egg fertilized by his sperm and then just have someone else carry it. So that can be an option. But if that doesn't work, I personally, if someone dropped any of our children off on our door and I had the ability to raise that child from birth or you know, as an infant or a very young toddler, I wouldn't love them any less than having had given birth to them myself. So I think that maybe she should think about adoption a little bit more, but there are negative there are negatives that can be associated with adoption as well. So mm-hmm. it's really about a personal preference, but I think that she should go ahead and 
try IVF again. And then if it fails, accept that. I'm sure that her husband will accept that. They have to have that conversation beforehand. Right. Um, well, to your point about what people think, excuse my French, but fuck what everybody thinks. Who gives a fuck what anybody thinks? You should be happy with you and your husband and your own family. There is nothing wrong with adopting a child. There are so many kids, so many babies, so many people, young adults, young kids, young teenagers out there that don't have a mom and don't have a dad that would love to be in your house, that would love to call you mommy, that need the guidance. So absolutely positively, don't kill. Well, I had this child and she birthed that child. No, what you're doing is a whole lot harder to take somebody that you don't know and bringing them into your house and raising them is very difficult. Mm -hmm. And to anybody out there that has adopted a child, I commend I mean, because it's such a hard thing to do to take somebody that's necessarily not your blood, that you don't know how they're going to react when they come to your house, that you have to start. It's almost like you have to start a friend because you don't know anything about them. Mm -hmm. So I commend anybody out there. So if that's an option and that's your only option, don't look down on it. Don't look like, well, I wonder what other people would think. No, you adopt that child and you be proud of adopting a child. Or feeling insufficient. You know, it's not a matter of being insufficient. If that's your situation, that's the situation that God had for you. And maybe there's a reason why you should be adopting. Maybe a special child will come into your life and you'll affect that child's life and that child will affect your life in a way that no one else could. So it could be a gift. What you have to do is own your situation. Absolutely. Take power over it and be proud of it. And then once you've done that, go the route that works the best for you. Absolutely. And, and good luck with your situation. But never look at somebody else and say, I wonder how how I'm going to look to them. Fuck them. But I think she's also concerned about how her husband is going to look at her. And a lot of women, and we we had a, um, a podcast not too long ago where we talked about miscarriages. A lot of time when women aren't able to reproduce mm-hmm. or they have setbacks when it comes to reproducing, they feel like failures. Right. Like other women have it so easy. They can get pregnant so easy. And, you know, here I am time after time I'm having a miscarriage or time after time IVF isn't working or time after time I can't get pregnant regardless of how much we try. It makes you feel as though there's something wrong with you as a woman, but it has nothing to do with your womanhood. Mm -hmm. That is just your situation. And if more people talked about their setbacks more often, you would realize that there are so many women that go through the same things. And that problem is more widespread than you would ever appreciate. So you just have to take your situation and not look at it as a setback, even though it is. You have to look at it and say, well, this is what I'm going through. How am I going to make the best of it? And if your husband really loves you and I'm sure that he does because he's going through this with you. I'm sure that he's giving you the reassurance that you need. Believe him. Believe him and do what's best for you and your family and don't feel any way about it. Just try to get over the hurdle. All right. Well, good luck. And this portion of the Casey Crow was brought to you by Bevel, all right? Make sure you go to getbevel.com slash Casey today. And for a limited time, when you buy the Bevel trimmer, you'll get the first month of the shaving system for free. That's getbevel.com slash Casey. Now, if you have curly hair, no problem. Sensitive skin, no problem. Coarse hair, no problem. It will make your face nice and smooth. And my baby likes when my face is smooth, right? You're always going to tell the people what I like. Can I tell the people what I like? 
what would you like? Tell me what you like. When your face is nice and smooth. That's what I said. <laughs> so for a limited time with every trimmer purchase, get the first month of Bevel Shave System for free. Just head to getbevel.com slash Casey. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L dot com slash Casey for your first month free of the Bevel Shaving System exclusive with your Bevel Trimmer purchase. All right. You deserve to look good. So bring smoother skin into your life with Bevel. Uh, next email. Uh, this is from, I believe her name is Tiona, T-E-O-N-A. Sounds like Tiona. All right. Or it could be Tiana. Her mom could have just been creative with the um, spelling. We're going to call you T. (laughs) Hey, Gia and Envy. First off, I'm a big fan of the podcast. Thank you for being our relationship doctors. My boyfriend and I have been together for seven years. We are now 23. I love him so much and I can't wait to marry him and start a family. Although we have been together for quite some time, I'm starting to feel like he treats me very ordinary. Mm. When we first got together and for years after that, he would come up with all of these creative ways to make me smile and make me feel special. He would leave things in my car or sometimes just flirt with me and send me really sweet texts. In turn, I compliment him all the time, buy him little gifts here and there, send him long messages uh, professing my love and flirt with him all the time. Uh, Basically, he doesn't do any of those things anymore at all. They just gradually stop because we are younger. I don't care about him buying me things because I I know he doesn't have his money together and I'm not materialistic. We do spend a lot of time together, but the time is just chilling and watching movies. We don't really do anything, not even for Valentine's Day or my birthday. Mm. What do you think I should do? She even left his name, but I'm not going to say his name. I'm not (laughs) going to do that to him. No. What do you think? Hmm. You want me to start this one? Yeah, you can start this one. Now, I'll be honest, uh, T. It's easy to not appreciate the Mm -hmm. woman you have been with for so long. Because you've been with her so long. You just automatically just assume that it's all good. I don't have to do anything for Valentine's Day because we did something for Valentine's Day the last seven years. So we'll just go get some dinner and keep it moving. Mm -hmm. You know, it's easy for that assumption because you feel like I know that person so much and it's easy to take somebody for granted. You know, um, it happens a lot with fellas. It happened with with me and our relationship. When? um, um, I don't remember when. Taking me for granted in what way? Taking you for granted just like... um, um, all right, for instance, you always look beautiful. You Thank always you. look amazing when we go out. You, you you know, you 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 look to the T. Everything looks great. You smell good, you look good, your hair is is strategically placed on or, or <laughs> either in front of your ear, behind your ear. Like everything just looks immaculate. Mm. And sometimes I would just be so concerned with getting to the restaurant on time, I wouldn't even be like, babe, you look beautiful. Okay. You know, and it would just be me taking you for granted. I would now. Now I know you. You just took your shower and put your your best perfume on and put your best dress on with your best shoes, your jewelry. You're looking nice, and I'm not complimenting you. I'm not showing you that I appreciate it. So it gets to the point. You, I know you probably like. Why the fuck would I get dressed for him next time? Yeah. So I had to sit back and be <laughs> like, damn, me rushing to this restaurant, being five minutes late. It's not worth my wife feeling like I don't appreciate her or my wife feeling like the effort that she put into getting ready. I don't care. I I don't like or I don't respect. Mm -hmm. So it's those when I used to do that, I was like I had to take a, you know, take a a step back and be like, 
damn, like my wife looks amazing. She looks fucking beautiful. She looks fucking bad. And I haven't told her. I haven't told her. And I'm like, I have to to stop being an idiot myself. Mm-hmm. Stop worrying about other things and tell my wife how much I love her and how bad she looks. I mean, like I tell you all the time when I tell you, like right now you're in sweatpants and a giant's hoodie. Yeah. And I'd be like, baby, look beautiful. Yeah. And I'm not just saying it because I want points. I'm saying it because that's how I feel. Like you got my giant's hoodie on so I'm thinking about shit bend over turn around um, let me let me get some back action no windows in this situation there's no windows I'm Good. not putting your head in the way in the basement there's no windows <laughs> in, this, in this room uh-huh. but you know that's how I honestly feel and I know it happens a lot in relationships and I think women do it as well so I mean I think that's just a conversation that you honestly need to have and I know you probably feel like I shouldn't have to have that conversation I, I shouldn't have to tell him to appreciate me but he might just be like you said his money is not there he might be concentrating on his job he might be concentrating on other things and he might have just forgot the most special thing in his life which is you okay so I'm gonna take it back because this email and what you just said really brought me back to a very specific specific time in our relationship and that's the reason why I asked you why Uh-oh. so I so I remember being in college mm-hmm. and we went through this period of time where I felt as though you absolutely did not appreciate me. Mm-hmm. And there was one particular night and it, and it was brewing. It was brewing. And one night it came to a head and we were going out. We we're going to dinner and then going to a club afterwards. And just like you said, I got ready. I put on a charcoal tube top and like khaki capris and like little khaki booties that were like strappy. I thought I looked amazing. And we were in my apartment Mm -hmm. and you were sitting on the couch and I came down the stairs expecting that when I hit the landing that you were going to give me a compliment. You looked up at me, you looked back down, you put your pager away and you were like, ready to go? And in that very moment, I said to myself, I'm never gonna do this shit for him again. Women feel as though when they're in a relationship and they go through all of these measures to be attractive for their man and their man not reciprocate with a compliment, it feels as though, why am I going to do it for him? I'd rather get dressed up and go out with my friends and get compliments from strangers because my husband or my boyfriend isn't giving it to me. And then it gets to a point, and that's how it got for me because it happened that time. It had been happening prior. It happened afterwards. And I said to myself, well, you know what you're going to get? You're going to get sweatpants and a V-neck $5 t-shirt. And you're going to get my hair in a ponytail. You're going to get a bare face and I might not shower tomorrow. Like, that's what you're going to get. Right. Oh, we're not going out for the weekend? You know what? Just pull out the remote and we'll just sit here and watch TV. And I started to resent you. Mm. And that resentment really, really started to manifest to a point where I called my mom. And I don't I don't expect you to remember this. Right. I called my mom and I was actually talking to my best friend at the time. Her name is Yolanda. And I was like, you know what? I think I should just break up with him. When I go out, all of these guys are kicking it to me. All these guys are paying me compliments. I'm home with this nincompoop and I can't even get a bitch you look nice. 
you know? And I said, I just feel like I should break up with him. You know, this person's trying to talk to me. This person's trying to holler. I haven't really lived and I'm putting all my eggs in this one basket and it's not freaking paying off. That's legitimately how I felt. Mm. So I told Yolanda, I told my mother and my mother said, I got a little experiment for you. I said, really? She's like, yeah. I said, what do I do? She said to me, he doesn't appreciate appreciate you. You're going to teach him how to appreciate you. So this is what you do. And she gave me the advice. So one day you were home. You were sitting on the couch watching Jerry Springer. Because remember, Jerry Springer used to come Jerry, on at night, right? Jerry, but he used to Jerry. come on at night, right? right so whatever it was, you were sitting on the couch in my apartment watching Jerry Springer. And I came home. My mom said, when you walk in the door, what does he usually expect you to do? Well, he usually expects me to walk over to him, sit on the couch with him, ask him about his day, give him a kiss, rub his head, rub his back, sit down and engage whatever, engage in whatever he's doing, listen to all of his stories and whatnot. She said, yeah. And then what do you do? I said, I usually fix him something to eat and bring him his food. Like I baby him. He likes to be babies. So I baby him. She said, well, you're going to go home tomorrow. And you're not going to do any of that. I said, really? She said, yeah, no, you don't do any of that. You walk past him. You give him a kiss. You go upstairs. He's going to ask you to sit down. Ignore him. Just slight him. Not obviously. Be very, very subtle about it. But just go ahead upstairs and, you know, read a book. Turn on the TV upstairs. If he asks you what's wrong, tell him you're not feeling well. And then do it again the next day. She said, I guarantee you're going to see a change in his behavior. I said, well, that seems so like nothing. She said, but he's used to you always being all over him. Right. The moment you take a little bit away from him, He's going to rise to the occasion and show you that he wants you to continue doing the things that you did. And then you completely stop and then you start to disappear. I said, well, what do you mean by that? And then she went on to to explain. So anyway, I did that. I gave you a kiss. You got up. You're like, where are you going? I said, I'm just going upstairs. I'm not feeling too well. You said, no, just come sit down next to me. I'll rub your back. I said, you're going to rub my back. You said, yeah, I'll rub your back. I said, "Mm mm-hmm. And then while you were doing it, I barely paid you any mind. I was looking at other things. I picked up a magazine. I was ignoring you. I wasn't giving you the full-on gear that I usually did. Then you started asking me about my day. Then you wanted to get up and get me something out out of the refrigerator. And I said to myself, this works like a charm. Wow. So- The next day, I reported back to my mom. I told her what happened. She said, okay, now this is what you do. So I was working at Clinique at the time. Mm -hmm. So I was working in the makeup department in the Clinique section, and I had my white lab coat, which is what they used to wear. I don't know if they still wear that, but I had my white lab coat. So Saturday morning, I wake up, and I start to get dressed. My mom said, when you start to get dressed, you pull out your sexiest bra and panty set and you let him see you put it on. I said, okay. She said, and then just call me back and tell me what happens. I said, well, what's supposed to happen? She said, just do it. And then call me back and tell me what happens. So I said, okay. So we woke up. I made sure that you were up. I engaged in conversation with you. And then you watched me put on this really sexy, slinky, black brown panty set. And you were like, what do you, why are you wearing that to work? And I said, I don't know. I just like to look sexy underneath my clothes sometimes. You know, it's just been sitting here. I haven't really used it. So I'm just going to wear it. You were like, no, no, I don't understand. Why would you wear that just to go to work? I said, I don't know. I just gave you my explanation. <laughs> you were like, wait, wait, so so where are you going after work? 
I said, I'm really not sure. Me and Yolanda, you know, we might go out to eat or anything. Mm-hmm. You're like, you know what? Don't even worry about, I'm going to drive you to work today and then I'll pick you up after work. <laughs> Like, <laughs> so mommy was right. You're like, I'll be, I'm like, no, Yolanda's actually going to meet me. And then we're, you're like, no, 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 call Yolanda. Tell her it's not necessary. She doesn't have to go all out of her way to come get you. I'll come up. I have some business out in Virginia Beach anyway. You know, I'll I have some things to take to take care of. So I'll just pick you up. And I was like, mm-hmm. and you're like, you know, you don't need to wear that. Wear that for me tonight. When you come home tonight after I pick you up, like put that on for me here. And you went rummaging through my bra and panty drawer and you grabbed some stuff and you threw it at me. You're like, here, put this on. And I was like, "Mm mm-hmm. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I called my mom back and she said, Gia, let me explain something to you. In a relationship, there's 100%. If two people love each other and ultimately want to be together, there's 100%. Mm -hmm. Who gives what? percentage is always up in the air and the person who's stronger in the relationship is the one who determines it if you're too busy giving that man 70 percent he only has 30 percent to give back to you right he only has 30 percent to give back to you when you ease up and you only give him 50 percent then he'll compensate and then give you the other 50%. Don't be overbearing. Don't love on him too much. Give him a little, give him an opportunity to want something. If you're too busy giving, 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 he doesn't have the opportunity to want something. He doesn't have the opportunity to appreciate you because he doesn't have the opportunity to miss you or to think about what it would be like to be without you. She was like, you have to temper yourself. And I've always had that antidote in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. And when I feel things getting a little too comfy for you, I pull that out and I'm like, no, you can't get so much anymore. But we're at a point now where I can just tell you and you're going to react to whatever I feel like isn't being compensated because we're evolved now. But before I had like a bag of tricks and my mom filled up that bag of tricks because I'm like, everything you tell me works like a charm. But as women, and I say women especially, sometimes it's men, but I think... If I had to guess, I think it's more so women. We're just so busy, always trying to satisfy Mm -hmm. and please and everything else that we don't give men enough of an opportunity to give back. So with her, he seems like he's just comfortable. My advice would be to let him know that things aren't that comfortable. And I suspect that the moment that she starts to pull back, that he'll start to forward Mm. but here's the trick this isn't for everybody because there are some men and there are some women that you try to pull back and let's say there's a hypothetical rope and you try to pull back there are people that'll just let the rope go and be like alright deuces but that's because they don't really 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 want to be there so it's kind of like a test you will know if that if it doesn't work that means that that person doesn't want to be there if they don't compensate by giving you the rest of that percentage that's missing then they're not that in love with you you might have been immature like you described earlier but you always wanted to be there you were never willing to let me go I tried to break up with you a thousand times in college and you never let it happen because anytime I pulled back you were right there back in my face but not every guy not every girl that these hypothetical people are with are going to have that same determination to be in the relationship so 
you know, you try it and then you learn what their willingness and their desire for the relationship right. is. Gotcha. Well, you little bitch, that's what you did. Oh! Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> do you, do you, you don't remember any of that, do I you? I do, you little bitch. Do I you really? <laughs> you do? Yeah. Do you really? All right. You know what? You know, I, me and your mom is going to wrestle with him. We leave it there. <laughs> And this week's episode of the Casey Crew is brought to you by Latote. Now, shopping can be such a battle. You got sales clerks, they just lie to get commission. And even worse, they just follow you around like they're your shadow. No more. Not when you have Latote at your disposal. Tell them why, baby. Well, this week I got a dress, a blouse, and a casual t-shirt with a very sexy open back. I couldn't decide what items I wanted to keep, rent, or if I should just keep it all. I hate buying something, bringing it home, and realizing it's not really for me. I'm so happy to get to wear the items as much as I want to and avoid that problem. It's like the perfect trial before spending money on clothes. It's so convenient, and I can customize my tote the way that I want it. Sounds too good to be true, but... There's actually no catch. All right. So it should be that simple. All right? This is what I'm talking about. Fashion shouldn't have to cost a fortune. You can get up to $700 worth of clothing for only $39 a month. Sign up today at Latote.com. That's L-E-T-O-T-E.com to get started for as low as $39 a month. Enter promo code Casey Crew to get $50 off your first month that's simple. All right. Fill out your style profile and sign up to get a custom tote delivered right to your door. So this box comes with all this cool stuff, mm-hmm. sexy stuff that my baby loves. My baby can take what she likes or if she doesn't like, she can send it back. And then, bam, another box comes with some other stuff that she mm-hmm. might like or might not like. And you have options. How simple is that? Mm-hmm. Again, that's Latote.com. Enter our code Casey Crew and feel stylish with fashion delivered right to your door. All right. Now, let's get to the last email. Now, uh, this person's name is Anonymous. She says, hey, guys, I want to stay anonymous. Uh, The reason I'm asking this question is I know you guys been together for a long time in high school. You guys went to college close to each other and then got married. I'm with my boyfriend for the last two years. I'm a senior in high school and he has been stressing me for sex. Oh, now I know you guys had sex right before your husband went to college. And what let you know and why did you do it? She said. We've been together for two years. He really wants this. I don't think I'm ready, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just nervous. Maybe I'm just scared. All my friends have been having sex. What do you think I should do? Don't have sex. She said, I don't think I'm ready, but I don't know. That hint of I don't think I'm ready means that she's not ready. Well, if she's in high school, she's what, 18, 17, 18? Well, wait a minute. She said that they've been together for two years. So she's a senior? She's a senior. Are you sure? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's a senior. So she's probably 17 or 18. Mm-hmm. And go ahead, continue asking a question. Now, I was going to say at, you know, she's probably a senior. She's mm-hmm. probably going to college. And the one thing I want anybody out there listening, don't feel like you have to have sex because your boyfriend or girlfriend is stressing you. Don't think you have to have sex to keep them. Those are the wrong reasons to have sex. So if you're asking, that means automatically, positively, no. You wait until you feel it's the right time for you. Mm -hmm. And if you had to say, I don't know, I don't think, then absolutely, positively, you shouldn't. Now, what I would suggest that you do, if you can, if you have a great relationship with your mom, have a conversation with your mom. Try to have a real conversation. Probably not. It might be kind of hard, but if you can, Mm -hmm. I definitely would not. And if he leaves you and if he doesn't wait, he wasn't the one for you. He was not the one. He wasn't meant for you. You know, 
in our relationship, you know, when we were in high school, it was a little different. I wasn't looking for sex, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, I really just loved gear. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't care if it took me 15 years to have sex. I didn't care if we were going to wait for marriage. You know, our relationship was more than sexual. It was we just loved being around each other. We understood each other before we went down that road. Right. Um, So to me, it sounds like you guys don't necessarily know each other yet. You don't understand each other yet. So there is no way in hell that you should have sex. And I'm glad you didn't leave your name and number because I'd have called you that. Um, Remind me, did she say that he's stressing her? Stressing her for sex, yes. Uh-huh. What wow. do you think? Okay. I agree with everything that you said. Mm-hmm. I'll start by that by saying that. Now let's dial it back a little bit mm-hmm. and let's be very realistic. Okay. Okay. Eighteen year old boy right. or eighteen year old guy that's been with his girlfriend for two years right. and has not had sex yet. Right. Tell me about his mind frame. Shoot. Um, he wants sex. You know, mm-hmm. his boys are probably having sex. Uh, he is, his uh, hormones are racing. He's mm-hmm. probably horny all the damn time. He's mm-hmm. tired of jerking off. He probably jerked jerking <laughs> off his penis. <laughs> and he wants some sex. Uh-huh. Now, I don't know if they're just having oral or not, but he probably wants some sex. He wants real sex. He right. probably wants intercourse. Absolutely. Yes. Right. Um. So, it's easy to paint him as... I don't want to say a bad guy, but as uh, someone who's after the wrong thing and, you know, if it's really love, etc. Yeah, to all of those things. But realistically, I can understand him really wanting it and wanting to engage in, punani, in that it. kind of behavior. When she says that he's stressing her, when you listen to it, it sounds all bad. Oh, right. he's stressing her for sex and she's not ready. Him stressing her might just be, you know, them fooling around and him slipping a hand there or something and Mm -hmm. then him saying, oh, you know, I really love you. I just want to show you how much I love you. Or it can be in all types of ways that she's interpreting as stressing her for sex. Right. Um, And it is a stress, but it may not be in actuality the way that it comes across when you know, you hear the email being read. Gotcha. So I don't want to jump down his back and say, well, break up with him. I didn't say break up with no, him. No, I didn't say that you oh. said it, but just listening to it, you know, it kind of puts you off in, in a different direction. So I'm trying to, you know, be at one with the email and really understand before I spout off an opinion. Gotcha. Um, regardless of whether his hormones are racing or not, If she is not ready, and like Mm -hmm. I said earlier, to me it sounds as though she's not because she hasn't succumbed to any of his advances or any of his stressing as yet, even though the people around her, like she stated, are having sex. It's very difficult to be in a situation when you're in high school and everybody's coming to the lunch table or in group chats talking about what they did with their boyfriend or what they did with their girlfriend and to still stand strong and not do it despite everything that's going on around you. Mm -hmm. That tells me that she's really not ready. Um, With you, because she did ask about us, with you, I... I wasn't ready. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, neither of us were ready. And just like you said, we just weren't about that. Right. Like we spent from the day that we met, we spent probably every single day together until we graduated from college. Mm-hmm. Like we were together, I think every single day at some time, point right. during the day. So with us, there was there was a lot there. There wasn't just I love you, I'm attracted to you. There was like you're it was like you're my friend. Right. And we really enjoy each other's company, so we wanted to be around each other. Um and I'm saying that to say Early on, I sensed something in you, and I think that you sensed something in me. And one of those early letters, I think we were only together for maybe two months, you wrote me a letter and you said, we're going to get married. Mm -hmm. You know, when we graduate from college, I'm going to propose to you. And we were only together maybe eight weeks. Right. You know, you'd already told me that you loved me. We hadn't, you haven't even, you didn't even stick a finger anywhere yet. (laughs) You know what I mean? But at that point, you knew that, you wanted to marry me. And strangely, when I read that letter, I felt the same way. Mm. And it sounds crazy, right? right? But look at us. We're married. We weathered storms. We have a family. So there was something there. And um, I think I was right about my intuition. I knew that I wanted to lose my virginity to you. And then you were going off to college a year before me because you were a senior and I was a junior. And it's just something that we both wanted to engage in before you left Mm -hmm. for college. That was our situation with her. But I also felt ready because I felt like I was in love. Of course, I questioned it. Of right. course, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, what's it going to feel like? And, you know, what is it going to be like in its totality? And, you know, of course, you panic because it's that's every girl's story for her first time. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so with her, I think that she should just wait until she knows and she'll know when she knows it's when all of your guards are down and when you feel at ease with the situation and it's not that typical worry it's not that typical panicking it's not that you know momentary hysteria where you're just like oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh because even when I lost my virginity to you Mm -hmm. and I had that momentary hysteria it was like an elated Hysteria, Right. Like, I was like, oh, my God, 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 oh, my God. It was like one of those. It wasn't like I didn't dread it. I wasn't worried about whether it was going to hurt or not. I was just I was really there for it. You know what I mean? And I didn't have any reservations. And we had been together for a long time before that. Just the fact that she's having reservations means that she has to get to the point where she is at ease with the idea where she knows that she loves him right where she knows that even when they go off to college that they're still going to be together you know you don't want to and this might be and i mean for us logically it might not have been the best time to lose my virginity to you but for her you don't want to lose your virginity to somebody and then they go away to college and then they're in this whole new world right. with all of these new faces and there's people from all around the country and they have their pickings and it's very diverse and there's options coming out of their ears. You know what I mean? Right, right. And then here you're left with your virginity broken and then he moves on with somebody else or he wants to experiment with somebody else. I think for her, if she were my daughter, I might say you know what, why don't you both go to college 
and see after the first few months where your hearts rest at. Right. Do you still want to be together? You know, is the long distance, you know, I'm just assuming maybe, maybe they wind up at different colleges, you know, is the distance enough to pull you apart? Because you just, you lose your virginity to somebody, you want to be with them. Right. You know, you don't want it to be wasted. That is so special. For some people, it's not for me. My virginity was so special. Like if we ever broke up, that would have haunted me. Right. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So she needs to wait. Absolutely. Positively wait. Don't rush. Don't don't rush. When you feel ready, when you, it feels right to you, that's when you decide what you, what you want to do. But don't rush. Don't feel stressed. Don't don't fall for pressure. It's on you. But also know. Just keep in mind that at his age and the two of you have been together for long enough, be, be prepared if he wants to move on and get it easy right. from someone else. And believe me, if he does that, you know, just do the sign of the cross and just be like, amen. Thank God that I was able to weed him out in the process because Absolutely. he didn't have what it would have taken to stay in this relationship and fight it through with me. He Absolutely. didn't he didn't have what it take what it took. Absolutely. Well, there you have it. Good luck, girl, and please, 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 please don't let him pressure you. All right. Well that's it. I think we helped a lot of people answer a lot of emails today. Oh, okay. All right. Well, again, you can email us if you have a question. The how often are KC we going to do this? At gmail.com. We'll try to do it once a month. I like that. T H E E K C crew at gmail.com. I also um, shout for all you, everybody, for leaving comments, for uh, listening and, and riding with us. And also. Wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. T H E E K C crew at. You said. At, at gmail.com. Oh, did you say at gmail.com? Yeah. yeah. Okay. The KC crew okay. at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. T H E E K C crew at gmail.com. Okay. And also shout to everybody that supported. Uh, my 30 shoes in 30 days I call it mine because I took all the pictures and if you haven't you heard take it, all of them you took uh, the vast majority of them you can go to Gia's Instagram and check it out it's uh, Gia underscore Casey and mine is at DJ Envy Gia just highlights some of her favorite shoes whether they're sneakers boots uh, high heels and we take we try to take artsy fartsy pictures right so I mean <laughs> these are pictures that I take some of you my you are very ideas. proud of these pictures listen to you if I'm on the floor taking I, want my me, I wouldn't even mention it, but no, look at you. You're all you're all if I lay on the floor <laughs> in the wet concrete to take a picture, yes. I want my credit. I gave you your photo credit on some of those. Some of them. I want them on all, but yes. we'll talk about that later. And also the KCCrew.com. Check out the website. There's all types of cool merchandise. The KCCrew.com. Check it out. All right. Well, I'm DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And that was another edition of the KC Crew. Toodles. 